musical Emmanuel from our Next Generation team. They've done an incredible job, and it's been just uh, three performances over the weekend. It's just been a wonderful, uh, a wonderful time. We are glad that you are here today, and if you are new to the church, maybe within the last month or even the last couple of months, you may, uh, this whole experience of where we have been going on Sunday mornings might be brand new to you. And so I, I really like to explain to you the heart behind this season because this is our legacy offering season that we've been doing a number of years. And a few years ago, we just really felt impressed of the Lord uh, to become debt-free, and we worked really hard, and you guys began giving above your routine, giving of tithes and offerings unto the Lord. And, um, and it enabled us to be able to use, um, really, kingdom resources to do ministry things beyond what we were doing at that time. And we just really felt like this is a great way for us to bring the extra to the Lord, and even the first. And um, so the church for a number of years has just been giving sacrificially. They've been not giving according to uh, some ratio or quota or expectation that I had, but just simply you praying out, up to the Lord and asking God to give you a number that you can, you can give to God that would go straight into ministry things that are happening in the kingdom of God. And so this money... In this offering that's received at this season, it's not used for salaries. It's not used to pay bills. It's used. It's it's used to advance the kingdom of God. And it's it's something that I love partnering with. McCary and I, uh, we get so excited about this this time of year because we start praying also and asking the Lord to show us what we can give beyond our tithes and our offerings to the Lord. It's sacrificial. It's a challenge, especially when things are challenging the way that they are. But it's also an act of faith and unity for us as a church body. I'm saying all that to say that if you're new to the church, the last thing I want you to do is feel obligated or feel like that you showed up and the preacher's trying to twist some money out of your fingers. I'm not trying to do that. In fact, if you're new to Christian life, my encouragement would be for you to get settled in a little bit. Make sure that you understand the vision here. Get the... Uh, get to know our hearts and our spirit, you know? One of the worst things to do is to use finances for something that you don't have confidence in. And we want you to be able to have confidence in that. But you guys that are members, you got skin in the game. Uh, some of you got blood in the game, right? And you've been here, you're stakeholders, you have given, you understand what we're doing. And for those of you, I want to encourage you today, it's just a wonderful day that we are about to sow some seeds that will be used to rescue hurting people. It's going to be used to raise up more next generation young people like this that are on fire for God. Isn't that exciting, everybody? And I think, I think that the revelation of the gospel has got to be brought to people who don't know it. And uh, on my heart, it's so heavy on my heart, uh, and I'll be sharing more as I talk about vision for 2024. But I'll just give you a little bit of insight. What the Lord has really been tugging on my heart is that we need to mobilize in a better way the gospel to reach lost people.
that are all around us, in our neighborhoods, in our families, on our jobs. And in 2024, I have this passion for us to go to people who are in need, to take the gospel in a better way outside the walls of Christian life. I don't know if any of you feel a sense of urgency with that, but I do. It's ringing in my heart, and we're going to be sharing more and more opportunities for us in this upcoming year. This is kind of part of this, everybody. I've been, I've been, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks that, uh, that we are to be living like legacy livers and that, that God gives us a grace to give uh, beyond ourselves, that, to give into the kingdom and to create an impact really with the resources that God has given us. And, you know, the scripture that we read a couple of weeks ago was very clear that God doesn't want us giving grudgingly. He doesn't want us giving in a stingy manner either. He wants us to give cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. You know, it's possible for you to be in need and be cheerful at the same time. It's possible for you to make a sacrifice and be thrilled about the impact of that sacrifice. God loves a cheerful giver. Come on, everybody. Can we give a cheerful praise to our God for that? So my, my prayer is that you would so that you would see the need and that you would sow a, a seed. I want you to see this because I think one of the issues that's the most important is us to see the needs that are around us, maybe to see what God sees. And I want to talk to you about that today. There are a few times in Scripture when the Bible blesses us by giving us a glimpse into eternity future. It, it gives us a glimpse into the existence of eternity now. And one of these spots in the Scripture, it really comes from Jesus. It's found in Matthew 24 and Matthew 25. These, are, these two chapters are really fascinating. And by the way, when you're reading through the Bible, sometimes you just need to forget about the chapter breaks because it's just revelation that, that doesn't end one one chapter and start with the other chapter. And in chapter four, 24, Jesus begins talking about the signs of the end times, the signs of his return. And he gives a real warning that you need to be ready. And it, it goes right into chapter 25. And you remember, those of you that grew up in church, you remember he tells the parable of the ten virgins that were waiting for the bridegroom. This is, this is Jewish culture where the bridegroom and the groom's party would show up in the middle of the night. And the bride's party, um, they would be waiting. And he would show up unexpected. And it would be a big celebration. And then the ceremony begins. And so... The, the virgins, the attendants with the bride, Jesus is telling the story that there were 10 of them and five of them were alert. They had their lamps trimmed and the, the fire was burning and it was bright and they were waiting, but five of them fell asleep and they missed the whole thing. And Jesus gave a warning. He said, don't be like the foolish virgins. Keep the wick trimmed. Keep, stay alert. The end times are coming and his return is coming. And then right after that parable, he told another very famous parable, one of the most popular ones, and it's the story about a master or a great businessman, and he was leaving to go on a journey. This is found in Matthew 25, and before he left, he took his, of his possessions, his resources, and he found key servants, three of them, 
And he gave one of them five bags of gold, a lot of money. And he said, I want you to tend to this while I'm gone. To another one, he gave two. He said, I want you to tend to these bags of money. And to one, he gave one bag. And if you remember the story, this is all within the context of Jesus saying, take a look at your future and what's happening. When the, when the owner came back from his journey was over, the one who had five had multiplied it to ten, and he was very faithful with what he had been given by the master. The second one multiplied his, doubled it. He was very faithful. But the one that was only received one, he was fearful, and he buried it. He did nothing with it. And when the master came back, he said he called him wicked and lazy because you didn't take the risk. You did, you did nothing with what I gave you. The, the, the real question for us, I think, who love God, is what will we do with what God has given us? What will we do with what God has given us? And there is, this is not meant to bring con condemning or put you under anxiety, but there's, there is coming a day where we'll stand before Jesus and we'll give an answer to that. There'll be two questions. What did you do with Jesus? And what did you do with what he gave you? And we'll answer those questions. In fact, Jesus in chapter 25, he says it this way. To those who use well, verse 29, what they are given, even more will be given. And they will have an abundance, Jesus says. But to those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. So Jesus is, Jesus is dealing with what are you going to do with what you were given. And right after that parable, he gives us a window into heaven. He gives us a picture on the judgment day. I'll read it to you. Matthew 25, 31. He said, when the Son of Man, speaking of himself, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. Verse 22, he says, all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. I mean, first of all, I want to say, what an amazing, incredible scene Jesus is describing when he comes and he sits on his judgment throne. All nations are before him. The angels are all there, and we are going to be there. I don't know if you're going to be on the right or the left. I hope the right. Sorry, um, you guys on the left. I don't know which the stage right. Maybe, maybe it's the right is this way. I don't know, but the, the, he separates the goats and the sheep. Now, let me read this. I want, you to, I want you to stay with me. It says, then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. Look, he says, I was in prison and you came to visit me. Now he's talking to the sheep that have been separated from the goats on the left. They're on the right. And he says, and then they answer him. The righteous will answer him. Lord, when did we see you hungry? and feed you 
or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? I'm, I'm, when I was reading through this, I was thinking, if we could just see what he sees, if we could hear what he hears, this is so important for us, I think, because we will never reach what we can't see. We will never be responsible for what we're not discerning. And, and so Jesus is seeing something. They are responding out of love, but they're asking, when did we see it? Look what Jesus said. The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did for me. That is such a beautiful thing. And when did we see the hungry? When, when, did, when did we see the stranger? And I guess I just want us today to take a look at the needs that are all around us. I know that you have a bunch in your own family and in your own life. I know that all of us have needs. But there's something really important for us as believers to see what Jesus sees. And this is why I like for a, a season of the year that the emphasis is not on ourselves. It's not on ministering to you and your family and equipping you. It's just for us to open our eyes and to realize that the master has deposited resources in us. It might not be five bags of gold, maybe it's one, but you have received a gift from God and he wants you to use it for eternity. And so when I'm talking about a legacy, we're talking about leaving something that lives beyond your life, something that lasts forever. And I wanna just give you a couple of points and then I wanna show you some of the things that God has done in this last year. The first thing I want you to know is that legacy people, they see through the lens of eternity. I think this is so important for us to remind ourselves that we aren't living for today, that we should look through the lens of eternity. The judgment seat of Christ awaits us. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body whether good or bad. And I know you don't hear a lot of sermons on this on Sunday mornings. In fact, many of you probably listen have never heard a sermon preached on that, what I just said. Because we're so concerned about not offending people or putting people on the spot. In fact, some of you, this verse may frighten you. Does it frighten you or does it excite you? I mean, the truth is it should excite you. Because... It excites me because I just intend to live on the right side. I want to be a, a right side liver and not a left side liver. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, legacy livers live on the right side. They understand they are sheep and they belong to the shepherd. And their desire is to please him. And they've given up ownership altogether of their entire life. Everything they have already it belongs to the Lord. 
And so there's a, there's a time when we'll stand before the Lord and he is going to bring the reward for the things that you have done in the flesh to glorify his name. So, so right side livers, I'm just saying you don't live for yourselves, they live for the master. They don't live for now, they live forever. Let me show you another verse, Revelation 22, verse 12. He says, look, I am coming soon. I love this. Look behind me, everybody. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what he has done. I'm just telling you, Jesus said at one point, even one little glass of water given to one of his disciples will be attached with a heavenly reward. You say, Pastor, you're just trying to manipulate and this is what churches do. I'm really not, everybody. I'm just trying to give you a little bit of encouragement to lay up treasure in heaven where thief can't steal and rust can't destroy. Come on, moths can't eat it. It lasts forever and ever, and the reward is waiting for you there. And in fact, I want to encourage you, everybody, to understand what the scripture says. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. Look, he says, I'm the Alpha and Omega. In other words, I am the eternal one, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed. Everybody say blessed. Turn to somebody and look at them and say blessed. Just speak it over them. Blessed. Blessed are those who's who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into that heavenly city. The reward is yours. You've already received your inheritance. It's waiting for you, everybody. Come on, lay up treasures in heaven. Wow. I can't believe we get to do this. I really can't believe that we get to partner with the Lord for things that last forever and ever and ever. In fact, I want to encourage you today. Everybody, will you look at me for a minute? Today, can I encourage you to treat this day as a day that will be remembered forever? As a day that will be remembered in eternity? And that the offering that you are giving for those who are hungry or thirsty or bound, those who need clothing, those, those that Jesus identifies with, the ones that he sees, that the offering that you give that goes to them, it's going to bear an eternal reward. So legacy people, they see things through this lens of eternity. They don't just live for the now. Here's the second thing is that they see the needs of people. They don't just see that eternity's waiting, but they're able to see the needs of people. I mean, I, you know, it's, it, it, I, I love this Christmas classic, right? Do you hear what I hear? Do you see what I see? This is, if you could just hear Jesus saying, like he said to the sheep, do you see what I see? I, when do we see? Some of you, some of you are just nice people. You're just sweet people, but you... Have you really seen that God sees the people that are in need in your life, in your world? He sees them and the needs. The goats, those who are unbelievers, they just refuse to see the needs of others. 
In fact, verse 20, chapter 25, verse 41, then he will say, Jesus will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed into eternal fire. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing. Wow. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger. You didn't invite me in. I needed clothes. You didn't clothe me. I was sick and in prison and nobody, you didn't visit me. I just want you to see that Jesus is saying, when you've done this to the least of those, you've done it unto me. This is, it really is fascinating that God, the creator, the almighty, is so in tune to hungry people who are in need, thirsty people who need a drink, people that are away from God, that he's so in tune to that need, but he's also very much tuned in to our resources and ability to be used to help those people. They, they, listen, they had something, the goats, they had something to give, but they chose not to give it. You gave me nothing. Now, to be fair, everybody, I guess I would really like to just say that it's hard to see the needs of others when our own problems and troubles are overwhelming us so much. You know, the scripture doesn't want you to use all of your resources when you are in great need and then you struggle for the rest of your life. In fact, it's amazing to me how the apostle Paul said to the church at Corinth, there's some of you in this season of plenty can give extra and beyond what you have. And others may be going through lack and you're limited in your ability to invest. But we should all give. Because there's maybe a day whenever those of you that are in lack that it might be a season of plenty for you. Because he's promised that he'll supply seed to sowers. And, and if you're not willing to give out of the seasons of need, you probably won't be willing to give in seasons of plenty because that's a hard issue, right, everybody? What we're talking about even in this offering today is that we're not, I'm not preaching equal amounts. We're just talking about sacrifice unto the Lord and we give it to God and he multiplies our offering. We deal with sickness and our kids are growing out of our clothes and our families sometimes are dealing with medical bills and seasons. I realize that it's really difficult when troubles are just overwhelming us. But this is, this is why the scripture tells us that people who are faith-filled people don't live by their sight. Not, they, they live by what they, not their natural sight, but by their spiritual sight. In fact, let me show you this, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I love this. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now, rather we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. I feel like, I feel like it's my job, it's my responsibility even for myself and my family to help us fix our gaze. Because I think sometimes all we look at is our lack and our needs and our want. 
And these things will soon be gone, but my encouragement is, is to you to see what he sees. And this is, this is the vision of the legacy offering is that we're looking beyond the right now and we're coming together. Sometimes I really wish that you could just see what I see from my vantage uh, part up here as the, as the lead pastor of the church. I know there's a lot of things I don't see. Sometimes I'm the last one to find out about really cool stuff that's happening in the church. But, but there are really a lot of good things that I see because I have the privilege, you know, of interacting with so many of you. And I, I see a church that's such, uh, I see a congregation that is so wonderful and blessed. I'm, I, can I just stop and just tell you that you guys bless me so much. I love you like family. We are, so, we are so close, and there's so much family in this room, and I'm so proud of the things. When, when, listen, when we were watching these kids up here singing, I felt like I was a grandpa to all of them. I'm like, this is such a, a beautiful thing, and that we are so connected. I, I see a church that's filled with people who typically have the tendency to look beyond their own troubles and they see the needs and are selflessly helping others. That's, this is a generous church. And I admonish you and encourage you in that. I see a church that's filled with people. This is what I love. I see, I see people who have fallen in love with God. And they, they have found a relationship with Jesus and not religion. I'm talking about real relationship. In fact, they just kind of rejected dead religion. Our church is filled with that. My encouragement to you is just let go of all of the expectations of man and just fall in love with Jesus. And we're not living for God out of some sense of miserable obligation because we're afraid to stand before him or we don't want to go to hell. It's our joy to serve God because we have met him and we love him and know him and he's real and alive inside of us. I see a church that's filled with people who I know have not arrived yet. Hello? I'm, I, I'm, I know, I'm kind of one of us, right? I, I, I'm still growing. Is anybody in here still growing? I'm, I'm, I'm still growing in my spiritual disciplines. I'm, I'm still growing in my sinlessness. Come on, everybody. I'm still growing in my knowledge of the word. I'm still growing in my submission to the will of God. I'm still growing in my faith to sacrifice things for the kingdom, knowing that something's better. Are you still growing in here, everybody? And, and we're still discovering how God can use little old me, little old you, how that God can take the ugly, the nasty, the difficult, the failures of your past, as well as all of your gifts and talents, we're still discovering how he can use that, all of those things, as a resource for the kingdom of God. We're still discovering that. That's the fun of living for God and being free from condemnation. What I see is a church where God uses ordinary people as journey coaches, as C-group leaders, as next-generation mentors. I see ordinary people who are boldly witnessing to lost people, who are incredibly expand, 
It's incredible that I see people expanding their circle of love, reaching people that are not loved, people who have a passion for the things that are eternal. And I see, I think, a kingdom-minded people that will count whatever cost and pay whatever price is necessary for us to accomplish the will of God on the earth in our lifetime. And if you fit in any of those categories, I see you, I'm with you. Let's live for eternity, everybody. Amen? I wanna show you something, everybody. When I said I want you to see what he sees, if we could just see it together, Maybe you could see the need and maybe you could see the resources that are in your life to be able to meet them. I, our team just put together uh, several pictures of really how last year's legacy offering was spent. By the way, some of you wonder, well, how much money came in? There was $97,000 was given last year by this congregation that all went into the kingdom of God. Yeah. And you know what? Somebody well, somebody must have dropped $50,000. It didn't happen that way. It was a collective response of the congregation where everybody did their parts. And it multiplies. And, and it was used in several ways. Number one, one of the first ways that we used it was to relaunch our journey. We hired a professional film and production company. And we had people go through our discipleship a strategy this year that had never gone through it in the journey. All the journey people, give me a big amen. You know, we did something that we haven't done in a very long time as we launched a marriage conference. You know what? This place was filled with people that were, well, it was quite funny, I think. But it was really a joy for me and Carrie to to open up and be with you at this marriage conference. It was, it was, it was, it was wonderful. We didn't the only money that the people paid was for a notebook for printing. And it was like $15 a person because of the legacy offering. Nobody was excluded because we weren't charging $150 or $200 or $300. I think we should do that again, everybody, in this coming year. We also did worship nights this year. We just felt like this was a great opportunity for us to share a meal together and spend the night worshiping together. And we, and you know what? The legacy offering paid for all of those meals. And we, people that were worried about, well, can I afford to pay for my family? You guys just showed up and y'all ate, and y'all ate a bunch. <laughs> and we're going to do it again this next year. And because, because of your generosity, there are people that are hungry that come in. You know, our, our wall off and now our unreached people mission in Western Africa. It has just increased and increased $25,000 a year. We've upped it to $50,000 a year. Incredible, everybody. There are people that know Jesus today because of the legacy offering that was given. Oh, yeah. And then there's a ministry that some of you guys are so faithful in our Compassion 615. Let's give it up for those people. They're feeding the hungry every week. Compassion 615. Compassion 615. 
all the compassion, six one fivers say glory to God. I, uh, you know, this is more than just feeding hungry mouths and bellies. This is an outreach where people's lives are being touched, and we want to see it increase and advance. You know, also our next generation, the better and brighter kids camps. There were 114 kids that showed up for a week out here, and it did not impact the families so financially that they had to choose between which kid could go and which one couldn't. We provided for that. Our better and brighter youth, 84 teens, came here on this campus. And this next coming year, we're going to take them off campus into a youth camp. And it's time for them to go away overnight. We're so excited about that. It's going to be more expensive. But you know what? You're going to be investing in the next generation, everybody. And everybody's going to be able to afford it. Hey, listen to me, everybody. Listen, I don't ever want one young person to ever be turned away because there wasn't enough money in that family's bank account for them to have an encounter with God. It should not be that way. We can share the burden. I love we had a 518, all these digits are getting me confused up here, but we had a 518 internship. And this is where our young people come for the summer and they just invest in the kingdom of God, learning the kingdom of God. Zeal, uh, over, look at the middle school class that meets over here next door, everybody, on Sunday mornings. These are young people that are going after the kingdom of God. We, listen, we have a passion for the next generation. And we should never be lacking mentors or resources to disciple them and grow them. In fact, can I just say, if you're a parent or a grandparent, and, and, and we are ministering to your children, maybe this next year would be the year that you step in and lend a hand. Instead of treating that ministry like they are a babysitting ministry or like you're going to a concert and they got something for the kids, we are raising up the next generation and we need everybody to share in the joy of reaching our young people and mentoring them and growing them for the kingdom of God. I want to say something to the gray-haired men. Listen, brothers, I want you to know something that we have a young generation that needs to see an older generation who loves God, who is passionate about God, and loves them. It's not just a bunch of cranky old men yelling at young people to get off their lawn. We need you. We need you. We're recruiting you. I'm coming after you. This is the year, everybody. There's so many other things that happen in this past year. Our first Saturday prayer gatherings were so wonderful and so powerful. We will continue that in next year. Our men's retreat was glorious. I tell you, that, that was so powerful. Our ladies, dinner night, I wasn't invited. I don't know how it went. I think it was good. Come on, ladies. And then I think one of the most precious pictures is the next one I'll show on the, on the screen behind me. Look at that, everybody. Come on, everybody, people getting right, people getting right with God, people being born again, people surrendering themselves to the Lordship of Jesus. Come on, let's celebrate everything that God has done in this past year at Christian Life.
God has been so good. Everybody turn around and look over your left shoulder for you guys on the right. Look at our children that are coming in right now. Come on, everybody. Let's welcome the children into the main service right now. You know, it, it, it's, it's Legacy Sunday. We're doing something that we have never done. Uh, we always give our children an opportunity to share in the spiritual opportunities to give to God. By the way, do you see they just keep coming and coming and coming? Do you see? Come on, look, they're not done. Look behind you, they're still coming. Thank you, Jesus. I read two weeks ago when I was teaching on the grace of giving that the church at Corinth, I'm sorry, the Macedonian churches, that, they, that in, their, in their poverty, in their lack of resources, there welled up a spirit of generosity inside of them, and they begged for the opportunity to give. They were poor. They didn't have much. And, but they begged the apostle. Paul said, we want to give too. We want to give. And they gave even beyond they, were ability, they had the ability to give. I look, I look at the children in here, and I hear, I hear the same thing out of them. We want to do this. We want to give. I, I, I would so appreciate, you know, our children and their faith. This is what Jesus said, that we should have faith as, as children, you know, because I, this is what I found the kids about kids. They, they might have moments of selfishness where they want their cookie or they want that last piece of cake or they like, you know, an extra uh, ice cream cone. But what I've also found is that, <clears throat> is that children like to give with no strings attached. They really do. It's a Christ-like spirit that they like to give. And we have children that are here, and, they, and we have piggy banks that are here. These guys have been raising money so that they could give into the kingdom of God on legacy offering in 2023. <clears throat> Everybody, what's represented up here is, I think, two in each class, first through fifth graders. That's what's here on the stage. And they have been uh, collecting this money, and, and they want to do their offering today. And I want to encourage you, everybody, um, to let the children lead first. In fact, when we talk about legacy, this is it. This is our legacy. Hey, hey, listen, all the kids, I want y'all to hear something. The reason why all these people are clapping for you is because they are inspired by your desire to love God by giving 
of your resources, of your money into the kingdom of God. And we are really proud of you. And, and God has a plan for you and a purpose for you. And the greatest thing that you could ever do is use what God has given you to help others find Jesus. Amen? And, and I, and I want to show you something, everybody. Um, careful. <laughs> I want to show you a slide because when, when you have an opportunity to give, there's, uh, you can be as specific as you want. In fact, there are four lanes in which the leadership of Christian life uses to disperse these funds into the kingdom of God. The Christian Life Local Missions Lanes. This would be anything here that's local around here or also in our nation. I didn't even mention this, but Christian Life is investing in the equipping and the raising up of other and encouraging of other pastors. We're doing things nationally and locally that are here in, in our city. And then there's also the global lanes. You know, this is so important for us to understand that. And then the next generation, this is the visual. I just wanted you to see. I mean, I just, I, I keep hearing, can you see what I see? This is what I see. And you see it too. And then there's people, Christian life people and projects. You know, we're ministering to people around the world, but we also have people here. You know, the legacy offering was used last year to rescue people from devastating financial crisis. God used the legacy offering to help people save their homes last year. I don't even know the numbers of how many people that we, that we paid for them to have intensive counseling because they hit a really rough spot in their life. And there were so many times we helped um, pay for people. And see, th this gives us, an, it gives us an account. We call it a mercy fund that we're able to use, not just giving anything to anybody that asks, but working with people. There's a team here that works with that. And so we'll be using that for all of these, all of these needs in next year. And so my encouragement for you to do is pray. And I know some of you might, you know, we're not really pray, prepared to do this today. But, you know, most of us are. You've been asking the Lord for a number. And I want to encourage you to see the need and sow this seed. Amen? And so this is what we're going to do, everybody. We're going to just pass buckets. But before we do, I know most of you give online. So what you'll find is when you go online, that you'll see these four lanes. And there also is another link where you can click on that if you just want to give in general and give us the liberty to spend it however we see the need that arises, that helps us also. If you are not going to give online today and you want to give your offering in the bucket, then there's offering envelopes in front of you or somewhere around you. Just mark on it what portion of it you want to go into the legacy offering. If you are giving your, because some of you write a check out for your tithe, and that's what we build our budget on, is the 10% tithes. We're asking that this offering is above that. If everybody gave all of the December money, right? If everybody gave all the December money into the legacy offering, we would still have to, you know, expenses we have to deal with. So this is over and beyond. And so as the money comes 
as the buckets come by, if you are giving online, just pray over them and just pass it around. I, I, you know what? The kids have given first already. And we're going to give second, but we're going to pray over them and their offering right now. Would you stretch your hands out toward them just as a sign of, of, of unity and prayer? Come on, kids, move a little bit closer to me, and let's just kneel down. We're going to pray over your offering right now with me, okay? You kids, come on closer, would y'all? Just come on closer, everybody, all the kids. Stretch your hands out over this. God, may this money be used to help people who are hungry, who are thirsty, people who don't know Jesus. Would you use this money, Lord, for families maybe that are broken, that need to be restored, for children that are sleeping alone, Lord, without any food or any clothing. Would you give us the wisdom to spend it for eternal purposes. And God, for these children that are here, would you increase their heart of generosity? Would you help them, Lord, to understand the importance, God, of always giving first to God and trusting him for his provision? In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right. Hey, I want to do this, everybody. We're going to go ahead and release the kids right now, okay? Let's go ahead and release them. And, um, and we're going to pass the buckets right now for our offering as we worship God. We want to release the children, you know, so that you'll be able to get them after service and they'll be secure. Come on, give them a hand, everybody, as they, as they go. Thank you, Lord. There's still children that are giving more into their piggy banks right here, everybody. That's so wonderful. I think the last thing I want to say to you is that legacy people, they see the reward for their sacrifice. We're talking about eternal reward, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, I look at parents out here, and I think you already received the award enough by looking at what you just saw up here, right? Your children love God, and they're going after God. What can be more rewarding than that? Amen. So, Father, I pray for the saints that are here. Some of us are, Lord, we're five talent people with, resources that are plenty. Some of us are two. Some of us are one. And some of us, Lord, we look at our troubles and we think, well, how can we do this? But God, help us to look in faith at the things that are not seen and not be controlled by what we see and what we are afraid of. You are the God that supplies. And I pray, Lord Jesus, over these, your people, that as they give here today, God, 
that they would get this sense of joy in their doing this not because they have to but because they get to and in their giving that they would know that this is a day that's going to be remembered by our heavenly father so lord receive our offering today in jesus name come on we're gonna we're gonna worship as they pass the buckets we don't normally do this but we're gonna do it on this day and then I'll close the service out in just a few moments. Stop. 
praise you, God. You know, I just want to not rush here. I think we get so awkward about money in church. And I would really like to take the awkwardness out of it. Jesus said that our money represents our heart. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. And I know every time you turn around, somebody's trying to manipulate money out of you. And people are showing up your door, and scammers are calling on your phone. And, you know, unfortunately, even in the church world, there's been a bunch of shady stuff where people have lost fortunes because people have used Jesus to manipulate funds. Can I just say this to you, everybody? I make a vow before you. I will never do that to you. At Christian Life, we will never say one thing and do something else with the money. We will always be faithful to your tithes and offerings. You know, even our staff who get paid salaries from the tithes and the offerings at Christian Life, we talk about it all the time. What an incredible blessing and what an amazing responsibility that we have that our family is supported off the tithes and the offerings of Christian lifers. We want to be good stewards. In fact, we challenge them all. You can't, you can't, you can't be stingy and be a staff member at Christian Life. You, you, you can't live off of other people's offerings and not be a generous, sacrificial giver at Christian Life. I'm saying all that to say we're in this together. There's not this team that you guys have hired and we're all treated differently. We're all in this together. And I just want to say something. Every $10, every $100, every $1,000, every $100,000, it all matters to God. It's not about the amount. The widow's mite is just as important as the wealthiest, largest offering that was ever given. Because God doesn't need your money to work miracles. He's a miracle worker. He just isn't giving you the opportunity to share in the miracle. So I don't know, one of the little kids gave me this offering. I'm not taking it home with me. I'm getting ready to drop it in here. But I kind of thought we'd pray one more time. If you're a fam, if you're with your family or your close friends, if you don't mind touching their hand, join hands with them. If it's awkward, that's okay. Lord, we're in this together. We're not building castles and growing bank accounts. Lord, we're flowing the resources into the kingdom. Open our, our, our eyes. Let us see you in them. We want to see you hungry, you thirsty, you bound in prison, 
you naked. We want to see you in this stranger's eyes. Forgive us for looking the other way. We see you, Jesus. And we're giving from what you gave us. Would you let your blessing be upon this offering, Lord, that was given with such a great heart? And would you multiply it miraculously? Multiply the loaves. Grow the fishes. Disperse it, Lord, for the impact, for an impact in the kingdom. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody say, in Jesus' name. Let's celebrate the Lord. Come on together, everybody. You never lose what you give to others. What you, what you spend on yourself, it may last or it may not, but what you spend on other people, you'll never lose it. Amen? Come on, everybody. Love you. God bless you. Be praying for the month of December. If you have a need, come see us. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Come on, be a legacy liver and a grace giver. God bless you, everybody. We'll give you a report next week. I will